0: Guys, welcome to Bradley's Chat. This is Bradley. Uh, So we've got a couple new uh, segments to the show. I was going to do Saurian Ancient uh, Army review, but that army is currently under development, and there is no army to review at this time. So instead, for your listening pleasure, I will be doing the Dread Elves, the uh, Dread Elves of Bobo fame and other fine players. Um, So that's going to be exciting. I actually... One of you, one of you great listeners, one of my wonderful listeners, um, one of the uh, 82% that are male, I think he's male anyway, actually uh, sent in some questions for yours truly. So let's get to those questions at first. These questions were sent in by Tommy Tucker, Um, Tommy Tucker. He says, hi, Brad. Thanks for the podcast. Love your verbal diarrhea, rant chat style. Don't know how to take that, really, Tommy, but uh, thank you, I think. Um, what is the most boring faction? Why is it Empire? Well, it's not Empire, Tommy. Empire has buffs. Empires have the best units in the game. We've got great humans. We've got halberds. We've got perception of strength. We've got alters of battle. We've got um, Pope mobiles We've got steam tanks. We've got riders with machine guns. I mean, Empire's badass. Empire is not boring. Granted, how most people probably play Empire is incredibly boring. Like, um, gun lines, boring. casting up, boring. Now, going out and finding someone's ass to whip, exciting. So, the most boring faction, having said that, I would probably think is like uh, Warriors of the Dark Gods. Yeah, because you got all this ultra-powerful shit. You don't have a lot of it and i mean you just put it down and there's nothing exciting to do you just say oh who do i want to charge and try to kill and you kill them um you really don't have to do anything to buff your army you don't have to i mean it's like i got dudes that fly i got this badass you know exalted warlord dude who's cost 830 points and can whip anybody's ass um now having said that, it's probably fun to play against Warriors of the Dark Gods because they probably it's probably pretty easy to kick their ass. Um, so yeah, I would I would say Boring Faction, Warriors of the Dark Gods, because it's just kind of one, it's not multifaceted, it's just a one-trick pony. Um, why are historical war games only available to the over 50s? They're not only available. I started playing it when I was like 15. Played uh, WRG's World War II tank battle shit or tank battles to 1950s or some shit like that. And it was awesome. We played it. I love historical war games. Historical war games like Hail Caesar, Black Powder, Charge, um, Johnny Reb, uh, The War Game by the great Charles Grant, um, Tony Bath's Peltis and Pila rules, uh, WRG's uh, DBM rules. um, Yeah, these are all awesome rules. Donald Featherstone's old books. He's got tons of rules, which... Games Workshop blatantly stole. I mean, there's not an original idea in Games Workshop stuff. They stole the history. They stole fucking saving throw. They stole weapon skill. They stole They stole it all from other sources. So there's nothing original in that. Um, some good marketing gimmicks, which got everybody hooked on their shit. Um, but, yeah, I would strongly suggest people to play historical war games because you can reenact historical battles, learn about history. It's a lot better. It just is. I like historical war gaming the best. And it's not telling only people over fifties. The only only thing now which makes it probably for over fifties is, um, unlike when I was a youth, nowadays the historical war gamers, Like I recently went to the, I re- I recently went to the uh, seventh, uh, the seven years war game convention. Grumpy old men, grumpy old men, grumpy old men. Hey, don't touch my units. Hey. Why does the cannon have to retreat? Hey, this rule's stupid. Hell, should give more of a bonus. Yeah, because they're all grumpy as fuck. So if you're going to play historical war games, I would suggest don't go join up with a bunch of old grumpy asses. Get with your friends and just learn it. Play it from scratch and have fun with it. But that's that's probably the biggest block to keep people from younger kids from playing like historical war games is all the old historical war gamers are a bunch of grumpy asses. Most of them are. There's some good ones that I know, but all in all, pretty fucking old, grumpy, bitchy, whiny group of people. Um, what's the next army after you get two games into empire and get bored, hacked off with them? Well, I'm not going to get bored with them. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to be the standard, the main army. Let's say I'm going to do them for tournaments. I've already decided they're going to be my army for two years. But having said that, the next army is going to be the Sylvan Elves. Cause I want to shoot people with bows. I want to beat the shit out of them with giant trees, and I like spearmen. I always love spearmen, and elf spearmen are better than human spearmen, so I'm I like that. Um, why are the Cannon rules so dumb? I don't know what you mean by that. Um, I like the Cannon rules in Ninth Days better than the Warhammer rules, right? I do. I don't know if they. Uh, dish out enough wounds, but the volley uh, option's nice yeah i don't know they're not i don't think they're dumb please write in explain leave a voice message i'll play on here why they do it um why are soaring ancients the coolest faction well they're probably the second coolest faction um soaring ancients are cool because their hidden uh, gem of the soaring ancients is not the uh, big lizard motherfuckers it's the skinks I mean, you can have tons and tons of skinks, and they can provide buffs for your, uh, I mean, they can provide shelter for your your giant fat-ass frog who can destroy everything, and they can ride giant stegodons and they can chuck poison weapons. Yeah, skinks, skink, one skink looks like a pussy, but hundreds of skinks on the table, they're going to beat your ass. So, yeah, and plus they got cool, like, they got the carnivores, the alphas, they got the Stegodon missile shooter thingies, yeah. I have to admit, Tommy, yeah. Soaring ancients are pretty fucking cool, and I used to not like them, but they're probably my second favorite faction behind Empire. Um, do you like naked emo elf models, or is that offensive to your delicate sensibility? Well, I am pretty sensitive. Glad you say that. You know, I'm gonna have to go find a quiet space to sit and cry, a quiet a quiet place to gather my thoughts and. And you know, readjust after your super offensive email, Tommy Tucker. How dare you, 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 you privileged bastard! Um, but no, naked email elves totally cool with them. That's fine. Um, I don't think I've ever seen one, but you know, I don't know, man. Maybe they got like naked emo elf pinup models or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no. Naked emo elf models? Totally fucking cool. Want to play an army of naked emo elf models? Totally fine with my by me. Um, I don't know what fuck emo means. I admit it. I mean, I think it's these kids who wear, like, the makeup and all black hair and, like, black clothes. And they dance to, like, um, this uh, electronic, like, sounds that's, like... Dum, da, dum, dun dum, dun 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 And they swing their arms and shit and they get all down and, you know, they swing their arms in the same ways and they all have, like, piercings and shit. I think that's what emo is. But I don't know what emo stands for. Are they vegetarians? Because I don't like fucking vegetarians, man. No. I don't like – you need to eat meat. Every vegetarian I've ever met looks like is weak and looks just, you know, just, I don't know, they don't look healthy. It's not healthy. We're, we're fucking we're, – we're supposed to eat you know some kind of meat so we need to eat meat um, what is the best state and why is it Texas Texas is a trailer park in the United States it's like I'm sure it's like you can get good drugs there you can get hookers you can you can um, get cheap gasoline you can probably get cheap cigarettes there you can get probably cheaper beer there you can hire more illegal immigrants there because that's where they are all at um, if you want to go to one uh, across the border illegally that's the way to do it no, but Texas kind of like it's like it's a fun place to go, but you don't want anybody to know you live there. You don't want anybody to see you go in there. You don't want anybody to see you leave there. You know, but secretly it's pretty fun because they got a really good barbecue, got nice beaches. Um, their cities are complete shit. Um, what else? Everybody, we don't have like this everybody from Texas wears a fucking cowboy hat. or think they have the right to wear a cowboy hat. It's like you live in an apartment in Houston. You're about as far from being a country boy as anybody else. You've never even seen a fucking cow in person yet. You know, I'm from Texas and I got my cowboy boat on and my shit kickers on. Yeah. now I think uh, Texas, having said that, it's not the worst state either. Um, that would be California um, or probably New York. Um, I would probably rank it as about. Uh, I don't know, probably probably there's about 45 states I'd rather live in or visit in Texas. So I'd, I'd put it in the bottom five. And it says, love you, X. Oh, he gave me a kiss. That's so sweet. Um, you know, if this was the 1950s, I'd have you arrested. Um, but it's 2021, so I'll accept your kiss. And here's one back at you, bro. Okay, now. Now that's over with, that's our, that's our new, uh, that's our new, uh, mail segment. So, um, I need more people, Tommy, feel free to, thanks for the, thanks for the questions and answer, ask more anytime. If you want to be on the show, sounds like you are a lot of fun. We can do it. I read some of your posts are fucking hilarious. Um, anybody else wants to be on the show? I mean, you're welcome to be on. Speaking of that tomorrow, I am recording a lip, an episode at the friendly local game store where i'm going to get some ninth age going and where we play song of ice and fire and i'm going to be interviewing brett lamper he plays soaring ancients um but he's kind of only playing song of ice and fire right now it's the only thing he kind of plays one game at a time but he is a tournament tiger he is one of the best song of ice and player fire players in the world he's one of these guys that's good at war games period you know he's a tactical genius he's really good so I'm going to – he runs Lannisters. He's currently doing really well in a big tournament in Germany online. I'm going to pick his brain about the Lannister faction. I'm going to ask him how he got into war game, what war games he likes. We're going to delve into a little bit of Ninth Age. We're going to delve into mainly Song of Ice and Fire. I'm going to talk to him about his painting because he will tell you, he used to paint like shit, but now he paints like championship quality. Like he is living proof that just because you can't paint where you paint your – paint to save your ass right now you can become an award-winning painter he has done it the hard way and he's an amazing painter i know he's got a love for bretonians he's got a love for uh lannisters i don't know what else he does though so um he's kind of a cool guy he's well built so he kind of he kind of looks like you know if you see him across the room he looks like he's going to kick somebody's ass but he's actually super friendly he's just ultra competitive he's a really great guy so we're going we're gonna to hook up with Brett tomorrow. Um, so that pod, that should be out on Monday. I'm doing this one. It's Saturday, so I'm fucking behind. Soaring Agents don't have a book, like I said. So um, I'm going to do the Dread Elves. I just read a battle report by Axel Vicious, which everybody should read on the forums. Really good one. He took on Bobo in that Smith H. Invitational, and apparently he got a winning draw, maybe. Um, winning draw? Or maybe he won on points by a couple, but it's basically a draw. But he did really good. Um, Bobo actually makes the Dread Elves look cool. want to play him? And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. So we're going to do the Dread Elves today. That's our focus. Um, I'm going to put my excellent commentary in there um, with the caveat that I haven't played yet still, so... You know, ignore it. I'm gonna try and sound like I know what I'm talking about and sound badass. That's what I do, but um, I'm full of shit too. But that's between us. Um, because, like I've said before, I honestly like. I can say you gotta do this. To be competitive. You gotta be competitive, and I'm competitive. Blah, blah 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 blah. But honestly, I'm really not super competitive. I'm more fluffy. Um, like I think uh, the background. Like I was reading the story in ancient's background that they. Put out recently and Ed Murdoch, who I think is the captain of Team Scotland, right? I love his name too, Ed Murdoch's badass name. But uh the captain of Team Scotland, he's in charge of the background for the Sorry Ancients. And the background material in the sword and Ancients that they put out is fantastic. Fantastic. Like all those guys, Mr. Patel, all those guys did a great freaking job. Like it is a pleasure to read. Like I can't believe these guys are doing it for free. Like all the background people are doing great. Like I want to be on the background team. And so I submitted like a story to somebody, but apparently it sucked because no one got back with me, which is fine. Fine. I mean, I liked it, but maybe I'll read it to one of you. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll read that one day on, as an episode. Like you can read like some of my, um, some of my fiction, you know what I mean? I'll drop some fiction on you, which I think is amazing, which probably sucks, but it's, I don't know. We'll see. Um, But, yeah. So, thanks for tuning in. Sorry it's been so long getting back. Um, Anything in the news. There's a lot of great models being released everywhere. I still don't like the printable stuff, but I got to admit, man, some of that printable stuff looks really good. I got my steam tank in the mail. I bought uh, the Greyjoy Starter Faction for Song of Ice and Fire because I'm going to do some tournaments in Song of Ice and Fire. As I'm continuing to paint the uh, empire, my fucking basement flooded again. So I got the new sump pump put in, which I didn't do last time, which I should have done. And it bit me in the ass. So I had to repaint all the ceilings in the basement and I'm redoing the floor right now. I'm doing it like in a till pull all the carpet. I'm doing like this fucking metallic copper thing. Um, but I repainted all the walls and ceiling white. I painted the walls in the family room. white. Um, father-in-law put in the floor. Cause I didn't have time. I was too busy doing other shit. Um, but, yeah so there's that um okay enough ramble thanks again Tommy Tucker for making a guest appearance tomorrow on uh the next podcast you're gonna hear from Mr Brett Lefer um fantastic one of the local players too um and I think I'm gonna be able to he's got a, a ninth age to ancient army he's never played so I'm gonna I'm gonna rig him into that um he'd signed up for buy it for uh, uh for Buckeye battles but didn't go I'm still trying to track down Gary. I'm still trying to track down um, Ryan Bose. I'm still trying to track, track down several other people, Johnny Cash. I'm still trying to rec- track down all the local people here. Um, I guess, like, I didn't know, but I guess the family local, the the game store thing is still kind of slowly getting back. Like, everybody decided to play, like, Universal Battles and something called TTS or some shit. So everyone's playing online, and so they're all slowly going back to the store like there's no set night really for any certain games per se, but maybe I will also get a chance to interview Shane, the wonderful badass uh, ex Navy badass uh, owner of family time games. He's my age. born in 1971, the greatest year ever to be born. Everyone born in 1971 is a fucking genius. Don't doubt me. Um, And anyway, um, Paradigm's podcast came out with a with a new podcast. They're the only other podcast I like, man. They're the only they're the only good one out there. Um, the rest of them are like, hi I'm blah, hi I'm blah, blah 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 boring as shit. Um, but the Paradigm's podcast is funny as shit. Like those guys are way more talented than me. They're awesome. They're professionally done. I'm sure they have like you know, like I said, professional people running the show there. Um, They do a really good job. They came up with one on the Smith H Invitational Tournament and also some exciting news about the host, which I will not share here. Um, Yeah. So, okay, without further ado, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to do Dread Elves, the best Dread Elf review you have ever heard in your entire life. All right, later. Guy's back. So I got my Coke, I got my vape, and I've got the, as Tommy Tucker so eloquently put it, the Emo Elves. Emo Elves, look at them. Army model rules. These elves are quickly becoming my favorite elves. In fact, they may surpass the Sylvan Elves just because of some of the things I'm going to talk about today. First off, universal rules, academy training. Units with more than half of their models with academy training are considered academy trained. Well, within eight inches of one or more other non-fleeing friendly academy trained units, academy, academy trained units gain devastating charge. When declaring their first charge in any charge phase, the effect lasts until the end of the charge phase. Characters without academy training that charge out of the unit are not affected. And they count as having one additional full rank for the purpose of Steadfast and Disrupted if they have at least one full rank. I wish, I wish they got an extra rank to fight. Oh, that would be so sweet. But anyway, you're seeing a trend here. So Academy trained units, you want to keep them together? Pretty nice. Um, Hunting bolas. The role for flee distance of enemy units that break from combat while in base contact with one or more models with hunting bolas is subject to the minimized role. This is nice. This is nice for chasing down those suckers. So um, there's units we'll go over later in the game that have on later in the episode that have hunting bolas. And I would think you'd want to have like combined attacks, like elves like to use, like, I mean, any army would prefer to, but elves are quick enough and they can have a little bit smaller units. So it's kind of like not MSU style, but, narrower frontage, like five-model frontage, so you can do multiple attacks on the enemy. And if one of the units you're multiple attacking with has hunting bullets and you run them off, well then, well then, guess what? They have to roll minimum to get away, and you know what? You can take those suckers out. So that's nice. Um, professional courtesy. This model cannot join units that contain another model from the same unit entry. Okay? Scent of blood. The model gains Fearless and Frenzy while engaged in combat. In addition, the model gains Devastating Charge plus one inch advance with the following restrictions. The charge unit has at least one health pool that contains fewer health points than it did when the unit was destroyed, was deployed, or otherwise entered the battlefield. The effect ends immediately before the unit declares a new charge. So you get um, Fearless and Frenzy and you gain Devastating Charge, but you only get the scent of blood if. Uh, if your unit's been damaged, okay, or yeah, it has less health health points than when it started the game with attack attributes. These are very important. Think about this: elves can uh, hit a lot, hit the enemy a lot easier than um, some other armies do. Their higher weapon skill. Well, these attack attributes—they're not spells; they're not buffs. But their attack attributes mean they can't be dispelled, you can't get rid of them, and they give them a benefit to wounding. Wounding, that's awesome, man. These guys are going to hit like a ton of bricks. Artistry of Death. Close Combat. The attack gains plus one to wound. Then you've got Ruthless Efficiency. The attack gains plus one to wound during the first round of combat. So, slight difference. You know, there's a little nuance to this. So, Ruthless Efficiency will give you your plus one to wound during the first rune of combat. And Artistry of Death always gives you plus one to wound. Armory, the Kraken's hide. Um, if on foot, the wearer gains plus one armor. So, it's similar to like the Sylvan Elves. I haven't done the High Elves yet, or the uh, Royal Elves, What the fuck they're called. Um, but like the Elves have the Elven Cloak. But the cloak I think, works for mounted Ann on foot, but this just gives you a plus-one armor. Kraken's hide, plus-one armor. Now, here's something kind of neat. They've got a Repeater Crossbow and a Repeater Handbow, okay? The Repeater Crossbow has a range of 18 inches. The Repeater Handbow has a range of 12. Um, They're both Strength 3 AP 0. They they both gain plus-one AP at uh, short range. Um, however, the handbow says Shots X, whereas the Repeater Crossbow gets Shots too. So I guess we're going re- to find out later what the X means. Blades of Dorag, close combat weapon, is two-handed. While using this weapon, the wielder gains plus one to attack, and attacks made with this weapon become magical attacks. For each non-attribute spell with duration of one turn, targeting at least one model in the wielder's unit... Attacks made with this weapon gain plus one strength up to a maximum of plus two for as long as the spell's effects are applied. This weapon cannot be enchanted with weapon enchantment. So the enemy hits you with a spell, um, you buff yourself with a spell, and the duration is one turn, you're going to get plus one strength. So um, basically giving you like great weapons almost, right? But better. The hereditary spell is a seven plus to cast. It affects the caster only at last one turn. So, you gain one Veil token that is not removed at the end of the spell's duration. When an enemy unit inflicts one or more health point losses against a friendly unit within 18 inches of the caster, you may discard up to two Veil tokens from your Veil token pool. For each discarded Veil token, the enemy immediately suffers D3 plus one hits, strength four, armor penetration two. So, I mean, why wouldn't you just you know you have your cash with eighteen inches of the unit? Man, discard discard the uh in your enemy and a unit takes damage in hand in combat. Man, discard a couple of veil tokens. You're gonna be doing two D three plus one each, strength four, armor penetration two hits. That is freaking awesome for a hereditary spell. Special items. Some of these points are whacked out. Some are really cheap. Some are really seem expensive. It's like it's like they made the good ones too cheap and made the shitty ones too expensive. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they did with the lab. I don't know who tested this. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Tommy Tucker, the captain of the uh, Antarctic ETC team, had something to do with this. This seems really screwed up. Alright, first one. Weapons enchantments. Crippling Floss. Crippling Frost. It's a great weapon enchantment. This thing costs 80 points. Uh, You gain plus one strength, plus one armor penetration, and become magical attacks. For every hit inflicted with a weapon in a duel, choose a model part of the enemy model. The model part suffers a minus one attack value to the end of the round. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Not bad. I mean, you're already getting a plus two for the great weapon, but it gives you an extra plus one. I mean, I could see this being great if you could duel like a Minotaur Lord or something like that, like the Mino, Lord come, if the Mino Lord comes hunting after you. Yeah, you take away one of his attacks, you give yourself extra strength, extra armor penetration. Yeah, so it's not bad. But 80 points seems a little steep. Seems a little speed. I can mean, see like 65 points. 80 points just seems a little steep to me. Um, lacerating Touch. Paired Weapon. It's paired weapon uh, upgrades, 50 points. Attacks made of this weapon become magical one gain plus two armor penetration. While use this weapon, the wielder gains plus two attacks and fear. Now that is a steal. That's an 80-point item all day long, at minimum, at least an 80-point item. But it's only 50. So that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a deal. Uh, the next one is Transcendence lance. Attacks made with this weapon become magical attacks. Reach each unsaved wound inflicted against any models with the weapon, the wield against plus one strength, plus one arm penetration, for the rest of the game, up to a maximum of plus two each. All right, so if you're going to have a guy on a raptor, which I probably wouldn't, um, this probably would be a must-have for your character just because you end up getting, you know, plus two strength and plus two arm penetration. You go monster hunting, you know, with the guy, um, you know. Break him into a, uh, you know, just normal infantry or something. Just to fuel up this uh, lance to the plus two each and go monster hunting. There you go. Then you get the pride of guard, Dacos. decios Um It's an enchantment for the halberds, 30 points. While using this weapon, the wielder gains plus one attack value. And attacks made with this weapon become divine attacks and magical attacks. Man... Plus one attack for 30 points, I would take all day long. I love extra attacks. Extra attacks are great. Um, yeah, more attacks the better. I love things that are plus one attack. Um, next one, you got Mastery of Slaughter. It's for a spear. And, and all the elves, man, have the coolest spear enchantments. Like, they have the coolest spear enchantments. Like, the Sylvan Elves have the hunting spear, and which grants distracting, you know, when you cause a wound. This is the Mastery of Slaughter. Let's see what the emo version is. Um, while, while using this weapon, the wielder must re-roll natural to wound rolls of one with close combat attacks. So you can reroll once. In attacks, may this weapon become magical. In addition, for each health point lost by an enemy unit due to attacks made with this weapon, the wielder side adds plus one to their combat score of this round of combat. This may exceed the normal limit in duels. 25 points. Are you shitting me? I mean... 25 points. That's all this is. You get to reroll all ones. Magical attacks. For each health point lost by enemy unit, you gain plus one to your score. I mean, elves are going to have four or five attacks, right? I mean, mean, and you can go over the normal dual limits. This Master of Slaughter, if you're not taking Master of Slaughter, you're a complete dumbass. Okay, there we go. I said it. And then you got Armor Enchantment, Seal of the Republic, which is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Um, heavy Armor, it's 40 points. For each unsaved wound inflicted against enemy models with the wearer's close combat attacks, the wearer gains plus one armor for the rest of the game. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Crippling Frost is, frost is 80 freaking points for that. But then you're only paying 25 points for the Master of Slaughter. You're only paying 40 points for the Seal of the Republic. I mean sealer i love here's what i like about artifacts and stuff if, if they're army specific artifacts they should be better than the ones in the arcane compendium you should be wanting to take these artifacts first before you go to the arcane compendium a lot of armies you don't do that a lot of armies you don't empire for example i mean the arcane compendium stuff's a lot better than in general maybe not the banners but in general um are better than the army artifacts. Here you go. These, I mean, Master of Slaughter, yes, please. Um, Seal of the Republic, yes, please. Lacerating Touch, yes, please. Transcendence, so I'm taking the Galva Lance, hell yes. Um, yeah, they have got great, great um, weapon and armor enchantments. See if their banners are any good. cadrons um, pennon. Infantry models in the Barrage Unit gain Scent of Blood and Swift Stride. So that's 70 points. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Um, because The scent of Blood was the uh, deal where you got the advance, the devastating, you gain devastating charge, and you have Fearless and Frenzy. So, yeah, 70 points, that's fair. Um, Executioner's Icon. The Bear and Rank and File Models parts with ruthless efficiency and the bear's unit gain, artistry of death, and, ruthlessly affi- and lose ruthless efficiency. So for 65 points, you're paying for models to do plus one wound for the duration of all the rounds of combat in exchange for plus one the first round of combat. Is it worth 65 points? Don't think so. Um, I have Gorgon, fifty points. Cannot be taken by units that count toward core. The bear gains petrifying stare. Enemy units in base contact with the bear must re-roll successful discipline tests. I mean it depends on who you're fighting. I mean, for a tournament if you squeeze it in, sure. It's all comers list. If you're fighting like low leadership stuff or stuff that struggles to have leadership stay within leadership bubbles, yeah, this kind of shit can do really good. Um you're fighting like against elite high discipline stuff, kind of a waste of points. Artifacts Morther's Mirror 60 points for each successful age's save roll of five plus made by the bear against enemy attack. The bear immediately inflicts one hit with strength five, armor penetration two, and magical attacks against the model that caused the wound before any casualties are removed. Distributed onto the model's health pool. This is considered a special attack. In addition, the bear gains Aegis five plus. Not a bad deal. So you're getting ages five plus for sixty points. Um, what else are you getting? The reason that's a little bit more expensive is simply because. Um, Yeah, because whenever you make that, you get thirty-three percent chance of making that. Every time you make it, uh, you're going to inflict a uh, one hit with strength five armor penetration. So this is probably good. It's probably pretty good, Depend on, depending on uh, what your model's geared toward. But I mean, if you look at these elves so far, to me, they're saying monster killer. They got monster killer written all over them. They really do. Monster killers. These guys are the monster killers. At least the way I look at it. Um, like surge probably don't want to mess with Dread Elves. i just, I don't see how they would want to. Um, Mask of the Warcrow, 50 points. The Bear's unit gains fear. In addition, the Bear and any friendly units that contain one or more model with fear within six minutes of the Bear's unit must reroll roll national rolls of one with close combat attacks. Right? This is a fair one. Fair price. 50 points. Um, having fear is amazing because then you're not, then you're not scared and you're not taking... You don't you probably don't want to even though you have good leadership, you probably in any army this is probably like ninth age. The less discipline test you have to take, the better. You know what I mean? Period. Um, she you could always, you know, roll boxcars, you know. Um kind Rands or Sign Rand scales, forty points. Wizard only. The bear can cast the wheel turn to witchcraft as a balance spell with power level four eight. I mean, that's good. Yeah, 40 points, why wouldn't you? Um, Ring of the Obsidian Throne, 40 points. The Bear Gains, Will of the Senate. Don't know what that is yet. Seal of the Ninth Fleet, Selexian officers only. Models with Academy train and the Bear's unit gain battle focus in the first round of combat. Yeah, man, yeah. Because as elves, you're gonna to want to do as much damage as possible in the first round of combat. Because you want as little, few people hitting back at you as possible. Because when they do hit you, you've got low resilience. I mean, you're kind of fragile. You're an elf. They're gonna hurt you, and you're paying way too many points a model to uh, lose lose people to low strength, low skill. You know, mass volume attack damage. So you want to prioritize taking anything and everything you can to make your units hit as hard as possible, because they are kind of glass cannon, right? You're going to be hitting first, but I mean, if you if you hit first and do a ton of damage and they're still hitting back with you, like 20, 30 attacks, you're, S, you're, you're SOL. So you need to kill as many people as possible in the first run of combat with these guys. So that's a rule of gas cannon. I don't care what game you're playing, what game system, if you're the glass cannon army, you need to be tooled up. You need to basically make sure you're close to destroying anything you freaking hit. and Anything that's too big for you to destroy or do a lot of damage to when you hit, you need to weaken it with shooting first. You need to hit it with magic. You need to do something to get to that point. You don't want to be wasting your expensive units um, slugging it out with tons of shit. Um Oh, I just got on Twitter feed, the ETC, the Norwegian, ETC Norway, ninth age, just tweeted, on the way to Norwegian Masters. Well, good luck to those guys. Good luck to them. We love, uh, we love uh, Scandinavia here at Bradley's Chat. We love them. We have Finnish background I'm from Finland, you know. Well, 29% of us are, so. go, uh, Go Scandinavia. Next up, we got the Beastmasters Whistle. 30 points. Beastmasters only. One use only. Maybe maybe activate the start of any friendly charge phase. Charge range rolls of friendly manticores and models with type beast within 12 inches of the bear are subject to the maximized roll until the end of the charge phase. So, yeah, if you're going to take beasts from this army, you're going to want a Beastmaster, and you're going to want to take this item because... uh, in an army like this, as you'll see, failed charges will cost you more dearly than they will cost a lot of other armies simply because your models per model are so expensive and they're relatively fragile. So again, you want to max out the amount of damage you when you're hitting, and you want to do anything and everything you can to keep your army from being put in a situation where you have units that are going to get their ass kicked just because they're out of position because they misrolled you know, by one or something. So maximize roll is good. You, know, you roll three dice instead of two, and you take the highest two. That increases your chances amazingly. Um, you still might not get it, but hell, at least you did everything you could to try. So now we're at the armor Organization. Maximum characters 40%, core 25%, special no limit, raiders 20%, destroyers 15%, the menagerie. See, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, 30%. Characters 40%. The Dread Prince, 235 points. He's on a 20 by 20 millimeter base. He's got advance 5, march 10, discipline 9. He's got three hit points, defense 6, resilience 3. He's wearing heavy armor. He's got five attacks, offensive eight, strength four, 1 AP, agility eight. He's got a deadly reposte. deadly repose, deadly repost, uh, lightning f- reflexes, and ruthless efficiency. You can have up 200 points in special items. You have a shield for 10. Take one of the following items, paired weapons for 5 points, great weapon for 10 points, halberd for 10 points, lance for 15 points. Um, You can put them on an elven horse for 45, a raptor for 50, or a raptor chariot for 100. Um, Deadly riposte is attack attribute close combat. For each enemy close combat attack allocated towards the model for which a natural one is rolled to hit, The Dread Prince must perform a close combat attack at the same initiative step that must be allocated towards the model or health pool that rolled the one to hit. If this is not possible, ignore the effect. Okay, so this guy is better than any other Elven Prince in the game. I mean, people, you know, roll five attacks against you. They roll three ones. You automatically get three close combat attacks back at them in their initiative step. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. But as you'll notice, like, resiliency is only three. He's got a high defense, though. Resiliency is only three. Um, then you got the Beastmaster, 200 points, single model, 20 by 20. He's um, got Advanced 5, March 10, Discipline 9, Will, Will Breaker's Craft. He's uh, – Um, Three hit points, defense five, resiliency three. He cannot be stomped. He has heavy armor and the Kraken's hide. He's got four attacks, offense five, strength four, AP one, agility seven. Lightning reflexes and ruthless efficiency. He can take up to 150 points, special items, shield for five points. He can take one of the following weapon choices. Uh, Paired weapons for five, halberd for 10, lance for 15. He can take an elven horse, 45 points. A uh, raptor, 50 points. Black Mane Pegasus for 75 points. A raptor chariot for 80. A manticore for 160. Or the dragon for 450. Me, I'd probably take the dragon. Um, just because, you know, you want your dragon out there running over the monsters anyway. And you could use that uh, whistle, you know. Badass whistle and a badass dragon. Just, I mean, you're a glass can anyway. If you get attacked, you're fucked. So you might as well go out there on the baddest shit you can. Um, Elven armies are smaller anyway, right? You try to make them big, you're screwed. Um, or the mana core for 160. Uh, Willbreaker's Craft, universal rule. Disciplines taken by friendly, non-construct models with towering presence within 12 inches of one or more model with Willbreaker's Craft are subject to the minimized roll. If within 12 inches of one or more model with Willbreaker's Craft, the roll for determining the number of hits from stomp attacks of Friendly models is subject to the maximize rule. Enemy models to the minimize rule. So, yeah, if you're going to have a couple big monsters in your list, then take the Beastmaster on the dragon. Although, they count towards the Menagerie, the dragon does. So, we'll have to see what's in the destroyers. You might be limited if you take the dragon to, let's see. Yeah, is only 30%, so you might be limited, but... In a perfect world you'd take two monsters, this guy on a dragon, the Beastmaster on a dragon. Cause so I really think beast are important with this army. Um you're gonna have a couple hard hitting units, you're gonna have the supporting archery or supporting uh, crossbow guys, you're gonna have a unit to chase down people with the bolas. You're gonna have, you know, repeater bolt thrower, although I wouldn't take too because you 'cause you're gonna you're gonna do your main killing up close and personal with these guys, I would assume. Then you got one of my favorite models, the Selexian Officer, 155 points. He's on a 20 by 20 base. He's uh, Advanced 5, March 10, Discipline 10. So I like this guy better than Dread Prince already, and I'll tell you why in a minute. He's got Academy Training. He's a tactician. He's got three hit points, Defense 6, which is respectable, Resilience 3, Heavy Armor. He's got three attacks, Offense 6, Strength 4, AP 1, Agility 7. He's got Lightning Reflexes and Ruthless Efficiency. He can take an Elven Horse for 45 points. He can take a, a Raptor for 50. He can take a Black Mane Pegasus for 75. I mean, forget the Pegasus. I wouldn't take Pegasus. Um, raptor Chariot, 80 points. wouldn't take a Chariot either. Um, too hard to maneuver. Uh, Manacore for 170. Um, Universal Rule, Tactician, the range of academy training to and from the Bears unit is increased from 8 to 12. So, yeah, I like the Selecting Officer. I like the Beastmaster. I like the Selection Officer. I think Dread Prince. Mm, you know, you take a Selection Officer, you stick him in your Spears, and you can have other Selection or Academy train units within 12 inches instead of eight. That's good. Gives you a little space to create uh, flank opportunities. It's just a little bit nicer. Um, he could be a Battle Standard bearer for 50 points. Um, take special items up to 100 points. If he's the general, he can take up to 150 points in special items. He can take a shield for 5 points. He can take the Kraken's Hide for 15 points. It's kind of expensive for plus-one armor, but... Um, and he take one choice of the following. A halberd for 5 points, paired weapons 5 points, spear 5 points, lance 10 points. See, your weapons cost is cheap with these guys. So, so far we like the Beastmaster, right? On a dragon or a manacore, if you need to save points, but I end up doing the manacore. But uh, so you have the beastmaster on the manacore, and you got a selecting officer because you want the tactician because you want the academy training influence increased from eight to twelve. I mean, why why wouldn't you take that? Whereas if you take the dread prince, yeah, I mean he's got offense eight, he's got one more attack, you know, one more agility. I mean, and I mean the dread. Deadly Print, the Dread Prince is better for dueling probably. But, I mean, just play it normal. Feed your champion to the duel and uh, keep your characters safe. Play it smart like um, Dread Prince seems like a trap. Um, Beastmaster, 200, Selection Officer, 155. All right, then we got our Temple XR, 260 points, 20 by 20 base. Um, Advance 5, March 10, Discipline 9. And can you believe this Lexian officer has Discipline 10? I mean, that's worth shit. That's worth a lot of points right there. So you got to pay. I mean, Empire has to pay 100 points to get heavy armor and Discipline 10, right? Shit. 10 points? I mean, uh, 155 points, you're getting get a Discipline dude with agility 7, offense sticks, with 3 strength where you want to attack. you got to take that shit. Um, Temple Arc again. Okay. He's got professional courtesy, and he's a Wizard Apprentice. He's got three hit points, Defense 5, Resiliency 3. He's got an Aegis 4-plus against melee attacks, and he's got Heavy Armor. He's got three attacks, Offense 5, Strength 4, AP 1, AP 6, with Battle Focus, Lightning Reflexes, and Ruthless Efficiency. He's got Battle. He can take the uh, Alchemy or Divination. Um, He's got the uh, Battle Oracle Universal Rule. The model gains Wizard Adept and must select Pels from Divination. The bear and models using uh, Blades of Durag and the bear's unit gain Distracting. Alright, so you want your two-handed guys with Blades of Durag... You want this guy to get with those guys because distracting is badass. Um, or it can be Warsmith. Um, these are optional rules. The model gains Wizard Adept and must select spells from alchemy. Models with armor four or more and enemy units in base contact with a model must re-roll successful save wounds caused by the Blades of Dragon. Now, for me, I still like distracting. Cause you're gonna do your damage with those guys. Um, but this this character, I mean you get an adept, because I don't really see these guys as needing a shitload of magic, to be honest with you. They got a lot of special rules, which kind of do what a lot of magic people try to buff their shit with. So I don't really see these guys needing a ton of magic, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, you got a temple exarch with the unit with the blades of drag, the two hand weapon two hand sword guys with distracting. That's gonna be nasty. Let's get ages four plus. Got battle focus. I mean, yeah. Let's see what he can take. Um, so he can be a battle standard bear for free, for free. This would be a badass battle standard bear. I think you're my battle standard bear, Temple Exarch. He can take that battle oracle special rule for forty points. He can take the uh, war smith one for fifty. He can only choose one of them. Um. See that's weird. Like you can tell. Like they're, I know what they're saying. Like making the enemy reroll arm successful armor saves if they have four or more armor is like a big deal, fifty points. Whereas giving your unit distracting is only forty. I mean, see what I mean? The points just seem. Things really seem kind of weird, the points just do to me. That's all. Um, So, yeah. uh, The Battle Oracle Distracting thing for 40 points. Way better deal than the Warsmith thing. 50 points. Then you get your Warlock Outcast, 230 points. Guys, I would not take him. Five ten, Irresistible Will, Not a Leader, Wizard Adept. Three hit points, Defense 4, Resilience 3. He's got Lightning Reflexes and Ruthless Efficiency with one attack. Irresistible will, special rule, casting values of spells, cast by model, increased by plus one. Dispelling rolls against bound, non-bound spells, cast by model, suffer minus two. I know what you're thinking. Um, oh, I'll get more spells off. I'll get more spells off with this guy. Okay. Um, but again, man, you get the Temple Exarch doing the magic. You don't need a wizard master in this army. This army is a glass cannon. You know, you're beating a shit out of the people on melee. Don't get distracted, no pun intended, by taking some super expensive or over-magic in it. I mean, take Cosmology, Evocation, or Witchcraft. You probably want to take the Witchcraft. um, Special items up to 70. If he's a Wizard Master, he can take up 200 points. He's an extra 150 points if he's a Wizard Master. Elven Horse, 20. Raptor, 30. Pegasus 35, Corps 80, Imperious Dragon 400. I mean, if you're going to take and put them on a Pegasus, you know what I mean? So you fly around and do some stuff. Um, or maybe a horse. I wouldn't really stick them in the unit. This is one of the armies where I just want to have them out doing his own thing. If you go that route, there's like several routes to do every army. The way I would run this army so far is like I would take spearmen, auxiliaries, Temple Exarch. Beastmaster on a dragon or something, a lot of armor and a lot of monsters and shit. That's how I would do it, but who knows? Um, Silent Assassin, 180 points. It's not a leader, Strike from the Shadows. He's uh, advanced 5 move, March 10. Three hit points, defense 7, resonance 3. Three attacks, offense 7, strength 4, AP 3, agility 9. Um, he has multiple wounds, he got Archery of Death, so he rerolls the wound, lightning reflexes, poison attack, paired weapons, repeater Peter bow. Okay, so he doesn't deploy, right? You, you you swap out somebody who's not in combat. You swap out uh, one of the non-champion rank-and-file models for him. You um, can't remove your last rank-and-file model to do it. If you remove a rank-and-file model, it doesn't cause a panic test. Um, he cannot voluntarily leave the unit um, during the player turn in which it deployed in the unit. Uh, if he's not deployed by the end of the game turn, Four, he counts the cows to play for the rest of the game. Anyway, you're paying 180 points for three um, three multiple wounding attacks, right? Four multiple wounding attacks, which is strength for AP3. 180 points for four. So you're paying 180 points for like two wounds on average, right? Um, spearmen are like 13 points a model, right? Is this guy worth like 10 Spearmen, 15 Spearmen? No, he's not. Don't take the silent assassins. Not worth it. Not worth it. Point sink. Um, character mounts. Elven horses. Move 918. They're awesome. Love elven horses. Raptors suck. Um, 714 movement. They're just... They're not expensive, but they're just not... Yeah, They're okay. I mean, you get two attacks. Strength four, AP1. But in this army, you need your riders to do the damage, right? You're... Your fucking mounts aren't going to win the game for you. So you're paying a lot more for the Raptors. They're slower. Did you want to hit first. You want to hit first with higher agility and with a glass cannon army. And the, the Raptors is a trap. I mean, they look cool and they're iconic for the Emo L's. But you don't want them. You don't want them. Trust me, don't take them. Black main Pegasus is great for rolling a wizard around. But I wouldn't put anybody and other characters around on one. Keep your uh, selection officers in units. Keep your, uh, you know, if you're going to take a freaking Dread Prince, put them on a fucking Dragon, you No, know? Go big or stay home. Um, Raptor Chariots suck. Uh, Movement 7, March 7, Sent of Blood, Swift Stride, four hit points. Um, there's, I mean, Impact hits. Uh, Manicore uh, 612, fly 816. Sent of Blood, Light Troops. They pretty much suck for the points. Um, they gain stomp attacks, D three set resilience to five. If you get him as extraordinary specimen, so twenty five extra points. So when you buy your mana core. You can spend twenty five extra points, and uh, which would make him like say you get a mana core for uh for I don't know for your wizard master. So it's eighty points, right? Um, so 105 points gives him resiliency five instead of four and he gets stomp attacks D3. I mean, that's worth it, right? 25 points is worth to get that. In that case, go for it. Put your wizard on like a black main Pegasus or a manicore, but don't put anybody else on that thing. Um, Beastmaster, yeah. Put him on one if it's extraordinary specimen or put him on the Imperious dragon um so core 25% uh let's see here selecting spears 200 points for, for 15 models 14 points for each additional model up to 40 scoring unit advance 5 march 10 academy trained scoring one hit point defense war resiliency 3 light armor shield uh one attack offense force strength 3 but they have lightning reflexes ruthless efficiency and they get the spears um, standard bear 10 musician 10 champion 10 banner enchantment no limit i love this fucking unit i love this unit take like two units of 30 right or two units of 29 and stick like a <coughs> officer in each one of them to really help dish out the damage and uh and you'll see in conjunction with your auxiliary uh infantry coming up use them for the supporting thing you Beat the shit out of people with these guys. So these guys are great. Um, Temple militants, scoring unit, 260 points, 15 models, 15 points, each additional model to 30. These guys are where you want to put your Temple Exarchs and badass unit. Um, 510, Display, Fearless, Frenzy, scoring. They have one hit point, defense, three resiliency, three light armor. They have one attack. Offense 4, Strength 3, Agility 5. They have Battle Focus, fighting Extra Rank, Lightning Reflexes, Ruthless Efficiency, and Blades of drag. Um, you can take a banner, 10 points, no limit on the enchantment of the banner. Um, champion 10, Musician 10. Temple Militants, Badass, Must Have. selection Spears, Must Have. Uh, temple Militants, Must Have, so far. Imperious Dragon, Situational. Manticore, Situational. Raptor Chariot, Hell No. Black Mane, Pegasus. Only if you stick a wizard on them. Raptors, hell no. Horses, okay. Um, Silent Assassin, sucks. Warlock, Outcast, not recommended. Temple Exarch, must have. Selection Officer, must have. Beastmaster, must have. Dread Prince, sucks. Um, so that kid caught up. Let's see what else we got. Rating Party, 170 points for 10 miles. 14 points per model up to 20. Um, Fans 5, March 10, Hunting Bullets, Light Troops, Hit Points 1, Defense 4, Resonance 3, Light Armor, uh, One Attack, Four Offense, Strength 3, Lightning Reflex, Ruse Efficiency, Think Champion, Standard Bearing Musician, 10 points each. You um, must choose one. Beast Breaker for free, Corsair for free, or Corsair or Peter Hambo for two points a model. You want Corsair or Peter Hambo for two points a model. This is a must-have unit because it's going to force the Minimized Rule on people that are running – from the combats they lost, from these guys and the spear, um, just for the benefit to see. Okay, so beast breaker, the model gains cannot be stomped and shield. The start of each friendly player turn, for each unit that contains one or more models with beast breaker, choose another friendly model than each of that unit. Model parts with harness. The chosen unit gains devastating charge hatred until the end of the player turn. I mean, you'll never use it. Screw it. Um, then Corsair, universal rule, the model grains crack its hide and paired weapons in addition to each charging unit with one or more models with Corsair adds plus one to its side's combat score. That's why I said, take score and, and enter Peter Hambot. Why the hell would you take Beastbreaker? I mean, what the hell would you have these guys in a situation to get stomped anyway? I mean, are you crazy? Don't take it. Just trust me, don't take it. Avoid the meta. Don't read the forums. Trust me. Do not take that shit. Um, Sezili- Selexia Auxiliaries, 230 points, plus 13 per extra model, 15 models, up to 25 models. Scoring, um, 5'10 movement, academy trained, scoring, suppressing volley, hit points one, defense four, resilience three, light armor shield, um, one attack, offense four, strength three, agility five. Lightning reflexes. March, shoot. March, shoot. Ruthless efficiency. Repeat. Crossbows. So the suppressing volley deal is: you can pick a unit. Um, you pick it. You pick a non-engaged enemy unit within eighteen inches of the in line of sight. And if you do it, the selection uh, auxiliaries cannot charge this turn. But until the end of the player turn, the nominated enemy unit suffers minus one to hit against charging trained academy units you can't stack it without one so these auxiliary and auxiliaries i can still shoot as normal but you pick an enemy with 18 inches in line of sight those guys are going to suffer a minus one to hit against the academy trained spearmen led by the selection officer you have running up their ass so this is an awesome awesome fucking unit um and look how cheap they are like 10 uh I think 10, um, Sylvan, Elvin, uh, Bowman cost 240 points. 15 of these guys cost 230 points. And they get lightning reflexes, march and shoot, ruthless efficiency, or Peter crossbows, and they get suppressing volley. This is a dirt cheap shooting option, and it is amazing. It's great. Um And you get special units, Shadow Riders, this Elven Cavalry. I don't really see a need for them. 170 points for 5 models. 18 points for each additional model to 10. 918 movement. feign, flight, hunting bullets, light troops, vanguard. I mean, yeah, all this stuff is great, right? Shadow Rider, one attack, offense four, he has ruthless efficiency in a light lance. You can take a standard bearer, champion, musician. You can give them repeater crossbows for five points a model. But I mean, again, 170 points for five of these guys, and then it's like another—it's almost 200 points for five of them, or a Peter Crossbows, and they're—they're going to get one-shotted by anything that shoots at them, and not worth it. They're not—I mean, just other things do a better job, right? I mean, your shooting is going to be serving a purpose. It's going to be. Um, Thinning down the enemies so your spearmen can take him out and providing suppressing fire. These guys don't surprise, don't provide suppressing fire. They don't hit hard. I mean, just shit. Use your monsters for your cavalry. Don't don't screw with these guys. Warlock acolytes, 210 points for five guys, 32 points extra amount up to 12. And these guys suck too. So they're basically a wizard conclave, which means you have to buy the champion, which is 120 points. Sure, they have an agency against melee attacks. And uh, they got an all around ages of five plus and light armor. They got ruthless efficiency, lightning inflict dude, 200 swords. They got one attack, offense four, strength four. But here's the deal you're end up paying 330 points, okay, for five easily shot to shit dudes They can cast two spells. That's the thing in Ninth Age. Don't waste all your points on fucking magic. Your magic is hitting someone in a dome with a battle axe or a sword. That's your magic. You know, magic is good. Magic is not going to be a game winner unless you're undead. It's just not. People think, oh, I'm going to get this off, and then I'm going to get this, and they're going to block it. So then, I mean, you spend 600 points to cast two spells. I mean, big... Wow. Oh, wow. That's great. Wow. I mean, you're giving shit plus one strength. It doesn't need it. You're giving shit. I mean, I just don't get the whole magic. I don't get the love of magic that people have. Like, I wouldn't buy a, ma- a mage for the a Temple Exarchs. high had the mages go. And these Conclave units, like the, the sisters the Briarwood sisters or whatever, and the Sylvan elves and these warlock, these conclave things, they suck. Don't take them. They suck ass. Don't take them. Dread Knights. Um, they suck ass too. Cause they're the lizard Knights. No good. 285 points for five guys. 35 points. For each. small 10. They move seven 14. So they're pretty slow. They send a blood scoring unit. Um, defense five resiliency three, the heavy armor and shields. They get two attacks each. The Raptors get two attacks. Their offense, five strength, four AP one lightning flea flexes. Uh, lances are three points. If you're going to take these guys, take them with a lance. Why are you taking them with a great weapon for? Great weapon is not worth twice as much as a lance. You're paying three for a lance, you're paying six for a great weapon. So you're paying 60 points to arm a unit of 10 of them with great weapons. If you do it for 30 points and have lances, it'd be just as good. I don't. I don't think you're going to have the points to fit this in your army because you're going to be taking a couple of spearmen, a couple of auxiliary units, the temple exarch, the temple exarch bodyguard. You're going to want some monsters. You're going to want a beastmaster on something, um, leading a couple of monsters. So I don't think you're going to have the points for these guys anyway. Um, these are like an iconic unit for the elves, for the emo elves. But honestly, they're not. Uh, they're not a game winner. So I would pass on the Dread Knights. Um, Obsidian Guard are really good, though. Um, 220 points for 10 models, 22 points for each model, 25. Move 10, 5, 10, they're academy trained. Remember, like, auxiliaries can do that suppressing volley. They have scoring. They have Will of the Senate, which is really nice. They have one hit point, defense 6, resiliency 3. They have heavy armor. They get two attacks each, a defense six, strength three, AP1. They have Halberds, okay? So they're getting a plus one strength through a hit plus four. Or four plus, right? Or strength four AP1. Um, lightning reflexes, ruthless efficiency, and halberds. Take a champion, a standard bearer musician for 10 points each. Banner enchantment no limit. Hills, here's, here's the killer, here's the kicker for this unit, which makes them so good. Friendly units within six inches of a non-fleeing unit containing one or more models with the will of the Senate can reroll Phil tests. They act, as a battle, they act as a scoring battle standard bearer unit that hit hard and that are fast and that are academy trained and they're badass. They fit in your battle line perfectly. Take them. Judicators on the other hand, 200 points, 22 points a model. Get 10 of them for 200 points and you have to 30 for 22 points extra each model. They move 10, 5, 10, they're scoring. They have Defense 5, Resiliency 3. They have Heavy Armor. They only have one attack each. They're Offense 5, Strength 3, AP 2. They get Artistry of Death, Hatred, Lightning Reflexes, and Great Weapons. So you see this, artist, oh, they have Artistry of Death instead of Loose Efficiency. Oh, they have Hatred. You know, these are all mental traps in your brain. Don't take Judicators. Don't take them. I mean, Obsidian Guard, way better. Obsidian Guard, acting like a Battle Center better. Why are you taking Judicators for Oh, but we want the great weapons. We want the strength fab. I mean, it's only one more strength, you know, and you're losing Will of the Senate. You know what I'm saying? You're losing Academy training. Don't take adjudicators. Harpies, 170 points for five models, 12 points per model for each extra month, 12 models. 510 movement, six discipline, skirmisher, light troops, and a blood insignificant, fly 10, 18. Um, one hit point. Defense three. Resilience three. Hard target one. Two attacks to each. Offense three. Strength four. AP zero. Agility four. Devastating charge plus one attack. If you get 100, if you got 180 points left over, take them. Take five of them. If you don't have the points left over, don't take them. Take Thunder Packs and save up your money and get Thunder Pack. you will see those in a minute. Gorgon's 150 points a model. 100 points for each additional model. You can only have three models total in the army. So if you take a model a unit, you have three two units of one with one and one with two, or you can take one unit of three, or you can take, yeah, that's how you can do it. Um, but basically, for 350 points, which would be three Gorgons, you get to get a unit that has advanced seven, March 14, Discipline eight, has fear, fearless, strider, supernatural, five ages, um, three hit points, defense five, resilience four, four attacks each, offense five, strength four. Um AP1, agility 5, lightning ray flexes, this petrifying stare thing is good, ruthless efficiency. You only can take one choice. Paired weapons, five points a model. You can take halberds, 15 points. Why would you though? I wouldn't take them. Just take the uh, paired weapons. Because once again, halberds are not three times better than paired weapons. They're just not. Um Here's a petrifying stare, which makes these guys really good. Initiative ten. Each enemy unit in base contact with the model suffers two hits with armor penetration ten, and magical attacks that wound on a four plus for standard height, five plus for large height, six heights from giant height. So you got three of these models. You're gonna get you're gonna get your twelve attacks. You're gonna get another three attacks because of the paired weapons. It's fifteen attacks, and you're gonna get six attacks. You're gonna get from these uh, petrifying stairs. you're going to get 21 attacks. For 350 points, you're getting 21 attacks from something that has an Aegis 5, that has Agility 5, they're probably going to go first, Defense 5, Resiliency 4. I mean, these are situations. You're not going to send these guys in, like, you know, Black Knights of the Vampire Count. You're not going to send these guys in, like, Supreme Hammer Ass Kickers. But, I mean, you see these guys in normal Infantry or... You know, just your normal average infantry out there. They're going to beat the shit out of them. Um, Thunder pack is super sweet. Okay, they're expensive, but they're super sweet. 280 points for three models. 65 points for each additional model up to six. 40 by 60 millimeter bases. They advance six, move 10. They have light troops in a blood. They have three hit points each. Defense three, resiliency five, light armor. They get two attacks, strength five AP2, devastating charge plus one strength, plus one APT harness. They have imp- impact hits, D3, plus one. The last masters are even halfway decent with uh, um, one attack each with lightning reflexes and ruthless efficiency. The first turn of combat, you're going to be rerolling wound with even the last masters. Thunder pack, dude, the king of chaff, the king of all ground chaff. It's not super fast, but it's going result- to beat the shit out of any other chaff. Um, let them throw your chaff at your Thunder Packs. If Thunder Packs laugh and then kill them, and you win the chaff war. Let them do it. Um, Raptor Chariots suck. They're 190 points. Zero to three in the army. They move seven, advance seven, four hit points, defense five, rest four, heavy armor. Um, They get lethal strike, get impact hits. People think, oh, these are so good, so great. They're not. You're not going to... One shot anything. You're a glass harmer army. You need to be doing damage. I mean, you can if you can afford a couple of these in your army, take them as cruise missiles. You know what I mean? Just as suicidal attacks to thin down that big block that you want to hit with your spears later. But um, they're not game winners. Hunting chariots are are almost a must-have. The raptor chariots leave at home. Um, divine altar, 200 points, um, 510 movement, frenzy tiring presence, ages five. Five hit points, defense five, resiliency five. It's got three attendants with two attacks, offense five, strength one, AP one, battle focus, lightning, reflexes, ruthless efficiency. You can take two choices. For free, get the FG of Dread, or for 110 points, get the Crucible of Slaughter. If you're going to take these things, keep them at 200 points, take the FG of Dread. Don't take the Crucible of Slaughter. With the Crucible of Slaughter gains... Not a leader in war platform. In addition, during the melee phase, the model's unit and enemy units in base contact with the model suffer minus one resilience. Um, while part of an infantry unit, attendants getting the same close combat weapons as the role in the unit, these spears. So, okay, so you're paying 110 points to take minus one resilience off of, say, Resilience the Vermin. Big whoop. You're taking 110 points to take Resilience 1 off of Zombies. See what I'm getting here? It's not worth it. Situational, um, tournament wouldn't take the Crucible of Slaughter. You'd, you, you, you want to see the the points you're saving by not taking a stupid Outcast, by not taking the Effigy. I mean, you're saving hundreds of points you can use for shit that will actually hurt the enemy. Um, effigy dreads better because it gives you Channel Three, Fear, Fearless, Unbreakable. Uh, those two-handed swords, hit points are set to six. The only thing is, it can't move. Um, but all of the friendly units within 18 inches of a game fear And enemy units within 18 inches can't use the rally around the flag for fear tests So yeah, so you stick it in the very front closest to where Deploy it closest to where the action is going to be at the beginning of the game and, and that's how you use it And you spend 200 points for it And you don't give a shit about it You just reap its benefits Okay And with that, I'm taking a brief breather to get some more uh, air in my lungs. And I'll be back shortly with, once again, the finest Dread Elf review that you've ever heard. Okay, back. So for those of you uh, keeping score at home, This is uh, currently where we're standing on what's good and what's shitty. Um, Dread Prince, don't take him. Let's live in Texas. Um, Beastmaster, must have. Selexican Officer, must have. Temple Exarch, must have. Warlock Outcast, only people from California would take them. Um, Silent Ass, Silent Assassin, complete shit. Elven Horse, good. Day Raptor, sucks. Black Mane Pegasus, only if you're stupid enough to take a, a Warlock Outcast. You should take him, and you should put him on this. But I would not take him. Raptor Chariot sucks. Manticore, um, it's like a cheap dragon for a Beastmaster if you take Supreme Specimen. Don't take non-Supreme Specimen Manticores. Imperious Dragon, perfect for uh, sticking the Beastmaster on. Selecting the Spears, must have. Temple Militants, must have. Raiding Party, must have. Um, sucks. Auxiliaries must have. Shadow Riders, no. Warlock, uh, Colites, never. Dread Knights, forget them. Obsidian Guard, yes. Judicators, hell no. Harpies, eh. Gorgons, mmm. But, I mean, there are, if you have the points, take them. Um, Thunder Pack, if you have the points, take them. Raptor Chariots, again, suck. Divine Altar is good if you take the, uh, Effigy, and you keep it at two hundred points. Take the two hundred point version. Don't take the uh, expensive one. And now we're getting to um, next unit. Now we're into the Raiders. Black cloaks. Black cloaks. Hundred seventy points for five models. Thirty eight points additional model up to ten. Uh, Advance 5, March 10, Hunting Bullets, Light Troops, Scouts, Skirmishers, Defense 4, Resilience 3, Hard Target 1, Light Armor, Offense 4, Strength 3, Agility 5, Lightning Reflexes, Poison Attacks, um, Ruthless Efficiency, Paired Weapons, Repeater Handbook, Take a Champ for 10. Um, Black Cloaks, too expensive, not worth it, don't take them. If you, you can accomplish the same thing with the Raiding Party guys, just take the Raiding Party guys. Um, they're a lot cheaper. They're, uh, I mean, shit, they're 24 points cheaper per model. They got the, uh, they got the, or 26 points cheaper per model. They have the, the hand bow. Um, they got the hunting bolas. Um, they don't have poison attacks, but I mean, are poison attacks worth 24 points? Shit, no, man. It's got to bring down. That's what I'm saying this book, the points costs are real. They need to really... I think they've got the points kind of funky in here. But, yeah, Black Cloaks, Nah, don't even bother. Take the rating party instead because um, Black Cloaks don't even score, and I think the rating party – no, the rating party does not score either, but still they're better. Take the rating party. If you don't trust me, don't believe me, look in the book. Um then we have destroyers, hunting chariots, badass, 210 points. Usually don't like chariots, but I like these chariots. They're advanced nine, march nine, hunting bolus with stride, four hit points, defense four, resiliency four, armor two, light armor. Um, crew have one attack each, four offense, strength three, AP zero, agility five, lightning reflexes with efficiency, light lance. Elven horses, um, you know, strength three, um, Chassis, strength 5, AP2, impact hits D6, and the Dragon's Bane Harpoon. Dragon's Bane Harpoon is a shooting weapon has a range of 18 inches. shoots 1, strength 7, AP4, multiple wounds 2, quick to fire and reload. So, suckers got a range of, what, 27 inches when you can move and shoot with it? Um, yeah, leave your repeater batteries at home. Just take hunting chariots. Take, you know, I would rather take... Personally, I would rather take, you know, three hunting chariots than three repeater batteries because I'll tell you why. Here's the repeater batter 190 points. Five advance, five marks, war machine, discipline aids, uh hit points four, defense one, resiliency four, light armor, tax two with the crew, offense four, strength three, AP zero, lightning reflexes, ruth of the fish seed, day bolt thrower, three plus. So the bolt thrower, 24 inch range, eight shots, strength five, AP two. Can move and shoot. So you're paying, you know, 190 points for two wounds, for maybe six, six or seven wounds over the course of a game. Six wounds over the course of a game. Is it worth it? Hell no! Don't get them. They're a trap. Everybody. I mean, you bring three of these things. You're paying 570 points to do, um, 18 wounds over the course of a game. Really, 20 wounds over the course of a game. Uh, And these. I mean, I know, I know. They're, it's like emo elves are addicted to the crack of the repeater battery. But you'll lose. Don't take them. Spend your points on shit. You know, just like magic. Magic magic costs a fortune, right? Magic is, is so expensive. And and you're spending, like, sometimes you're spending 1,000 points to get, what, two spells off a turn? I mean, that's not worth it, you know? Think of this as your magic. Your magic is the magic of hitting someone in the dome with your two-handed sword and taking their head off and killing them, and then using your hunting bullets to minimize their runaway roll and then running them down and destroying the morale of your enemy opponent and wrecking his army. That is the goal of this army. Uh, goal is not to s- spend 190 points on repeater battery that's going to do like two or three wounds a turn if you're lucky. If you're lucky. You know? Save the save all the points you're spent on the repeater batteries, spave all the points you're spent on the expensive wizards and shit, and use those for monsters, use those for more spearmen, use those to beef up your characters, use the I mean, use your temple X use your selection officer, leave the prince at home. Trust me, I mean I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm it's like it's like the world is not flat, the world is round. Leave the repeater batteries at home. Trust me, they're a trap. Don't take them. They'll they only disappoint you. And, yes, someone's going to say, oh, my repeater batteries win every game. Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm playing against my 7 year olds are going to win every game too. Um, let's see. Uh, the Menagerie, 30%, the Kraken, take the Kraken. 380 points, uh, 6 to 12 movement. Coastal Predator is distracting. He's a hard target one. He's got five hit points, defense five, resiliency five, armor three. He's got four attacks, offense five, strength seven, AP three, agility three, but he does multiple wounds D3. He's got hatred against large, gigantic creatures. He's got lightning reef. The last masters are strength three, one attack each, but they have lightning reflexes and ruthless efficiency. You can make one a colossal arm. Kraken if, if you have a Beastmaster for 75 points, Colossal Racking gains uh, two health points and two additional last masters. I wouldn't do that. Seem worth not worth points. Um, but Coastal Predator, while the center of the models based inside a water train feature, the model gains devastating charge and hard targets. So without any universal rules, it's pretty badass. Because you're gonna you can do up to like 12 wounds a turn, right? And it's got Five hit points, resilience five, defense five. I mean, it's a kraken, it's gonna attract attention. So let people, you know, waste resources attacking your kraken, spread themselves out a little bit. You spread them out with your monsters spread out, you know, they spread out a little bit, allows your the real killers in your army, your spears, your raiding party with your characters to go beat the shit out of them. That's what you do. Um then the hydra, four hundred points, pretty awesome. He's um Move six, March 12, uh, discipline eight. He's got a special rule, cut one off. He's got a fortitude five-plus save. He's got six hit points, defense four, resiliency five, armor three. Um. He's got five attacks, offense four, strength five, AP two, agility three. Um. For each wound he takes, you get an extra attack. When you heal those wounds back, he loses that attack, though. So, I mean, you could have, to, uh us see, you lose four wounds. He could have nine attacks. Um, he's got a breath attack, strength three AP two. He's got poison attacks. He's got, uh, the two last masters. It comes again, strength three, lightning reflexes, ruthless efficiency. Um, the cut one off special for each successful fortitude save roll of a natural six. The model disregards another simultaneously suffered wound. If there aren't enough simultaneously suffered wounds, the model immediately recovers one health point instead. So it's a win win. I mean, you, you take wounds, you get more attacks. Um, you know, if you're getting less attacks, it's because you have more health. Um, you know, Hydra versus Kraken. Hydra versus Kraken. Um, I mean, only 20 points more. I not think you take the Hydra. But they're both good. Miss Leviathan. Miss Leviathan. Trap monster. Let's call it trap monster game. Don't fall for this thing. Um. 260, I mean, if you have points left to overdo it, but there's just better points to put in. Your, your, your points are, are well spent, are better spent somewhere else in the midst of the life. It's kind of a trap, because mentally you're like, oh, it's got all this cool shit, let me take it. But it's not worth it. Look at the points, it's not worth it. Um, ground movement, advance two, March 4, to discipline 8, fly 714. I mean, the dark elves are not a flying army, okay? And we're not scared of flyers. We have great shooting. We have great agility. Um, We have great dueling ability. Um, Our shit is good. Um, We're not scared of flyers, and we're not a flying army, so we don't need to spend the points on flying. Um, Let's see. Hit points eight. I mean, that's one good thing about it. You can stick it out there and let people chew on it for a minute or stick it somewhere. You know, to force the enemy to commit two couple units towards it, you know, and so you can ensure that they're not fighting you for the objective at the end of the game. Maybe I don't know, um, or just put it on like an objective on your side of the field. The enemy has to get to, and that means they have to commit force there to take it, which means there's less stuff taking you from taking the objective when you don't give a shit if they get it or not. Um, so they get special rule under the cover of the mist. They got eight hit points, defense three, resiliency five. They're distracting, so they're kind of hard to hit. Um, they get four attacks, offense three, strength four, AP three. Um, the two crewmen, well, the four crewmen come with it. Or how each have strength three or one strength, offense four, strength three, agility five, attack with lightning reflexes, lightning reflexes, ruthless efficiency. Undercover of the mist, special rule when determining deployment zones. In case of a tie, the player whose army contains one or more Missile can decide who goes first, who deploys first. Um, at the start of the owner's first player turn, friendly units with 8 inches and one or more Missile viathans. You can set your march rate to 14 inches instead. You lose march and shoot. Um, when calculating combat score, the combat score bonus of friendly charging miles with 8 inches of one or more Missile is 2 instead of 1. I mean, yeah, all that stuff looks great, right? But you're going to be beating the shit out of people. When you hit them with, you know, you get the support shooting from the auxiliary guys. You got a block of spearmen coming in with a selection officer in the lead. I mean, you going to be, you're going to put some fucking wounds on somebody, right? You're going to put the wounds on them. You don't need this shit. You got other ways to, to beef up your combat score. We saw on the Predator in the, in the thing. Here's the deal, dudes and, and ladies and biners. You've got uh, you got a beast. A chunk of your points is going to be a beast master and a couple Hydras maybe. Right? They're going to be used on a wing or something, or th- they're going to be used on like half the board to spread the enemy out and make them come kill them, right? Or they're going to be hitting flanks and killing the enemy. The enemy is going to have to react to them. Okay. The other part of your main force is going to be like. You're going to have spearmen supported by Auxiliaries, a Temple Exarch with his Exarch guys, maybe some Obsidian Guard. You're going to be using the bonuses granted to Academy units, you know, charging in. You're using, I mean, you're going to be You're using those guys to the synergy of those units combined to, you know, just murder people everywhere else. Your monsters are not there to win the game for you. Your monsters are there to distract the enemy, to draw attention oh my god, look at that big, beautiful model. It looks scary as shit. Psychologically on the table, the guy's going to commit to it. He's not going to want that run around. The more they commit to your monsters, the less your, the less work your spearman your, and your obsidian guard have to do, okay? That's the theory behind the army. If you waste money on lots of magic and you waste money and you don't have many units on the ground. You're going to be screwing yourself. This is a glass cannon army. You're, you're like a naked crazy man carrying a dagger in a stadium full of people. You're going to go quick, but you're fragile. Um, you are not like uh, the Terminator, okay? Um, so you are a glass cannon. That's what you are. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this review. Feel free to give comments on my uh, on the blog thing you can email me at Bradley Dunlap 71 at gmail.com you can see me on twitter at Bradley Dunlap 10 you can go to my website at uh, Bradley's chat at wordpress and um, yeah just look us up get in touch with us Um, tomorrow I'll be doing a podcast about Song of Ice and Fire changing gears a little bit I'm going to be interviewing the great Brett lamfer he's a um, badass tournament, international tournament player for Song of Ice and Fire. He, he prefers using the Lannister house. It's um, cool, dude. Local player, so I get to hone my skills against the best in regards to that game. He has a a sort, even though he played Bretonians and Warhammer, and he's really good because he's just a really competitive player. He's really, really good. Doesn't go to much tournaments. He's one of those guys that like. Um, If he went to tournaments, he would be kicking everybody's ass because he just is at work all day just thinking of ways to beat people's asses in games. He's great at every game he plays. But um, he has a Saurian Ancients army, which is evil as shit. Um, So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk to him about um, how he started gaming, um, why he likes the Lannisters, his current events, current results, what it's going to take to get him to play the ninth age. Um, He said he likes the ninth age. He said he just – he said – what did he say? He said he likes to concentrate on one game at a time. So right now he's going after he's hunting championships for uh, Song of Ice and Fire, so he's really not concentrating two games. But I guess when I can get him into a ninth age season, he can play that. So there's like uh, five or six locals that play the ninth age, but um, a couple of them are like Brett and – kind of venture off in different things, but they're all really, we have a really competitive, uh, very friendly, but they're very competitive, uh, group around me. So, um, they're really good. Like they know it doesn't matter what the game is. Like they know how to win, right? They, they're just, they're just that way. They're good. So, um, I'll be playing with them and get them hooked on the ninth age. And, uh, so we're talking to Brett tomorrow interviewing him for a good while and I'll and there'll be some ninth age content in there because I'm going to tweak his tweak his melon on uh, what he thinks about the ninth age, what he likes about it, what he doesn't like about it, and uh, that kind of thing. I'm also going to drop the news on him that they're coming out with a new Soaring Ancients book because I think he was kind of disappointed in the last one, so he'll be excited about that. And I might actually get the chance to talk to the store owner Shane and interview him too about the greatest game store in the United States of America. And that is uh, Family Time Games in Annapolis. So they got plenty of tables. They got everything, man. Gates of Antares, Conquest, um, Games Workshop shit. Um, they got uh, uh, all the board games, all the D D. They got like Black Powder shit. They got Warlord Game stuff. They got uh, Raging Heroes. They got I mean, you name it, they got it there. It's like it's like going into like. A real game store that has tons of miniatures. You know, it's pretty cool. So we're gonna do that too. Um, thanks to Tommy Tucker for asking me questions so we could get on the mailbag. Um, my apologies to Texas and California um, for insulting you, but it's what we do. I mean, I live in Indiana and we're like flyover country, and everybody always gives us shit for being stupid hillbillies. So you know, we get to lash out when we can. It's all—it's all in good fun though. Um, what else? Yeah, so I'm getting, starting to get more listeners. We need more because I think this podcast is really good. I'm not just saying that because it's fine. I'm saying it because um, I try to make it less boring. I mean, a lot of podcasts out there are like, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, we're not doing that. I mean, my favorite podcast I listen to is Paired Weapons Podcast. I'm not as good as them, but I think I'm a close second behind them. I think all the others are way behind Um yeah, but I enjoy doing this. Um, I like all the games I play. I like all the people I meet. Um, there's no one out there that I hate or can't stand. And uh, so, yeah, so give us a listen. If you want to be on, get on. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this review, the best Dreadells review of the entire uh, podcast world. And uh, so thank you. And until next time, um, stay out of trouble and uh, and 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 make the best of every day. All right, thanks a lot. Bye.